Hi, and welcome back to the second half of Water Zone Show. I'm your host, Rob Starr, along with our other host, Ms. Edie Bistonis. And today is our ad show, and uh, I will let Edie take over and uh, bring on her featured guest. So, Edie, come back on. All right. Thank you, Rob. It's a, a pleasure to be here in the new year. And, um, you know, the Water Zone Ag podcast always has great guests that talk about the intersection of agriculture and water and communities and the environment, and we have a stellar guest tonight that will uh, not disappoint. Um, I'd like to welcome Joe Mosca on the show. Joe, are you on? I'm on. Uh, nice to be with you, Inky and Rob. Uh, thank you so much for the invitation, and just very happy to be with you guys tonight. You're, you're very welcome. Um, I'm, I'm excited about the second half of what I'm calling, you know, the Southern California series, where kind of exploring how we're going to live within our water means. And uh, we had a show a couple of months ago with two of your colleagues, um, uh, Mayor Catherine Blakespear and Deputy Mayor uh, Tony Kranz from the city of Encinitas uh, to talk about really micro-local stuff here in Encinitas. And I'm really pleased to bring you on and broaden that conversation to include the San Diego County Water Authority and all of Southern California, really, because... (laughs) The Water Authority interfaces with MET, you know, the gigantic uh, right. uh, water purveyor from, from L.A. So so for our listening audience, uh, Joe, let me give them a little background on you before we dive into it. All right. So, yeah. So, um, you know, Joe, you've been on the Encinitas City Council uh, since January of 2017. That's uh, when you began some public service. Um, and, you know, you've been involved in environmental sustainability and public safety and financial responsibility for the city, and, of course, improving the quality of life for everybody there. Um, You have also served on commission, and um, professionally, you're an attorney, and you've also been in the energy sector, where you worked with the California utilities. You live in the Encinitas community of Olivenheim, and you're on a number of important boards and I'll list them, the San Diego Community Power, you're the chair of that, San Diego County Water Authority, you're a board member, Encinitas Wastewater Authority, Encinitas Fire Governance Subcommittee, and the school district liaison as well. So, Joe, welcome to the show, and tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up in public service in the water sector, including yeah. all these water districts. <laughs> yeah, so thank you. Um, you know, I've, I've had an awesome opportunity to be involved in, in our community uh, of Encinitas and throughout the region. So very happy uh, to be able to serve on all of the different committees and commissions. And I, I've been involved in public service for, for, for probably a couple of decades now. And uh, my, my time in public service started up in the city of Sierra Madre, uh, which is uh, in the uh, San Gabriel Valley of Los Angeles County. And Sierra Madre... Uh, sits on uh, groundwater. They have their own wells up there. And so uh, when I got uh, elected to office for the first time up in Sierra Madre, uh, you get involved in the water very quickly. We weren't uh, Metropolitan Water District members, uh, but we did have a Metropolitan Water District line that ran under our city. uh, Mm -hmm. And we had uh, rights in the Raymond Basin, which was in Pasadena. So you know, as a city council member, you get involved in water very, very quickly because it's so critically important, uh, especially when you, you're living in a small city uh, and you're kind of isolated um, and, and you don't have many connections. So, um, so you, you, you really do make an effort to, to uh, 
uh, build bridges with a lot of the other water districts in the area and the big associations. And so um, when I moved to Encinitas um, and uh, then got involved in public service here by uh, first serving on a, a Parks and Rec Commission and then later on the city council, I took that passion uh, for being involved in water uh, to this city uh, and have uh, have done even more in terms of water. Uh, and, 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 and San Diego County is clearly... Uh, different than LA County in terms of the uh, the uh, groundwater, uh, but have been involved in in sanitation districts for uh, Encinitas and and now County Water Authority and to some extent Metropolitan Water District too. So I've uh, just uh, been very involved in and really uh, feel this is a great time to be involved. And there's so many issues that we're working on. Yeah, well, as a citizen of Encinitas myself, I'm really grateful for your service and your work and your passion for water, because I have a passion for it as well. And I can only imagine being in Sierra Madre, um, you know, if your wells were going dry and then you've got a big met water pipeline right beneath your city that you don't have a spigot to, that, <laughs> that might that might be a little bit of a challenge. Um, you know, we did have, we did have, uh, so that was the case several years ago. Um, yeah, I, I lived in uh, uh, Sierra Madre from 2005, and then uh, we were uh, relocated to London, the United Kingdom, uh, in 2011. So I left my public service in, in Sierra Madre at that time uh, hmm. to pursue uh, another uh, job assignment. Uh, but uh, before, before my, my time on the, uh, on the water district there and on the city council there, we did not have a hookup. The city did not, not have a hookup to... MWD's line under our city, but we worked on an emergency hookup, and uh, and and we did get that agreement, uh, and that emergency hookup was put in place uh, about a year after I left, pursuant to that agreement that we had negotiated with MWD, and then um, you know our our well water, which had been always plentiful uh, and very um, uh, and very nice for the city of uh, Sierra Madre, went dry in those years that we had drought. And so they ended up using uh, that emergency hookup and wheeling water from from other cities uh, as well. And so that that hookup did did eventually serve the city well. And it was something again through public service and being involved. It's something that uh, I was able to, with other folks, able to negotiate and be a part of. Yeah. Well, that well, congratulations on that. I, that that sort of activity is what is needed on something we were just talking about in the news segment. I don't know if you were able to listen in, but we were discussing the city of Early Mart in the central San Joaquin Valley area, just north of Bakersfield and south of Tulare, I, I believe. Um, and um, same thing, the well, waters are, the well water is going dry because of the drought and the agriculture surrounding the community, and they don't, they're really not hooked up to the other water um, districts. And there is no pipeline underneath Early Mart, I don't believe, like Sierra Madre had. So their, their, their task is going to be a little tougher. But um, well, contrast yeah. that with Encinitas, because Encinitas is different. It does not have a groundwater uh, water supply per se. We're more dependent on imported water here. Tell us how, from your perspective, that Encinitas and San Diego County and even Southern California as a whole is going to be able to meet our future water demand sustainably considering the huge amount of ag and urban and environmental stakeholders that, that we have in our region? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, and Encinitas is, is uh, different than Sierra Madre. Uh, and one big way is uh, that we don't have groundwater here uh, for the most part. Um, and um, uh, But we have, we have had um, 
relationships that go back uh, over 100 years in working with other water districts. Uh, so for the city of Encinitas, um, so we have two water districts that serve the city of Encinitas, kind of cut in half, uh, if you will. Uh, a Liebenheim Municipal Water District um, represent, uh, has the, the eastern portion of the city. So I live in a Liebenheim, and my water district is the, the Liebenheim Municipal Water District. And they not only have the eastern portion of uh, Encinitas, but they also have other communities uh, that they uh, have within their water district. And that's a, a, a separately elected board of directors, so I don't serve on that. Uh, the western portion of the city has San Diquita Water District, uh, and that water district is the, the board of directors that I serve on. Um, and that water district uh, is older than the city of Encinitas. It's been around for about 100 years. And they've had a relationship with the Santa uh, uh, Fe Irrigation District that uh, takes in parts of Rancho Santa Fe into Solana Beach. Uh, for, for about 100 years. And jointly, uh, the two water districts have worked on uh, many projects together and have uh, interest in Lake Hodges. Uh, and uh, so they have storage rights in Lake Hodges. Uh, and they also have facilities that they have uh, jointly um, commissioned together and paid for together over the years um, to clean up some of the water at Lake Hodges and use that water. So as, uh, uh, because of that and because of the relationships over the years, um, uh, Encinitas, San Diquita Water District, gets about 50% of its water supply locally uh, and then depends upon the other 50% uh, from imported water from, um, uh, from County Water Authority. And that, that changes depending on the year. Uh, with more rain coming into Lake Hodges and, and with all the, the, the issues with Lake Hodges and the need to get water out of there, uh, certainly uh, in, in more plentiful years, we've been uh, perhaps even on less uh, imported water than we have been in the past. Uh, and so we'll rely on county water authority. We are looking at, with our sanitation districts, we're looking at ways of, of reusing our outfall, uh, all of that, that water that's coming into our sanitation districts. Uh, we're cleaning up and then we're flushing out to the ocean. Uh, we're looking at using some of that water as a new supply of potable water. Uh, we do that already with our, we have two sanitation districts in Encinitas, one uh, to the south that takes in the community of Cardiff and Levenheim. Uh We're already doing that uh, potable reuse in an indirect way. We're using, we're cleaning up some of the water and putting it into our uh, reservoirs in an indirect way and then letting that percolate and clean up uh, and then using, and then putting that back into the potable drinking line. Um, for um, one of our other uh, sanitation district, we're looking at uh, ways of being able to do uh, clean up that water and put it directly into our potable uh, drinking lines, which is also going to take uh, some regulation uh, changes at the, uh, up in Sacramento to allow that to fully happen. Um, yeah, I can something... remember years ago that there was an effort to, um, to do just that, and it, and it just got killed because of the, the perception of toilet to tap. And right. um, it's unfortunate that people think that their water is coming from a pristine mountain river. <laughs> but the fact is that we are getting our water from the Colorado River, and it's not pristine, and it probably already is kind of toilet staff. <laughs> exactly, so, exactly. So, yeah. so well, hopefully, there, hopefully we can get that done, and our you know agriculture and our environment and all of our people can continue to thrive, even though water supplies are seemingly di diminishing, right? <laughs> right. And it's interesting that the state is now 
coming out with legislation to uh, to mandate that our sanitation districts reduce the amount of outfall. And so, um, so they're they're asking us to, to uh, and requiring us, and and it's it's getting very close. That legislation hasn't passed, but it looks like it's going to um, pass. And and just in San Diego, you have the Pure Water Project and the City of San Diego, which is looking to do that. Right? They're looking to right. Re- redirect the outfall that that water is coming out of their outfall line, um, and in the city of Oceanside, they're looking to do the same thing. East County yeah. is looking to do the same thing, and then you have a number of sanitation districts. So these are these are large um, new supplies of water for the county of San Diego, and so that kind of dovetails uh, into the conversation about uh, county water authority. I certainly think that from a from a regional perspective, you know, potable reuse. Um, Certainly, um, is is a whole new supply of water for for uh, the region, and so as we're starting to see uh, the demand go down uh, because of our our conservation uh, in the past and and currently, um, you know, um, I think that that what we're seeing in uh, in new supplies and potable reuse could really help us meet the the new demand in the future. Yeah, well, you not not only uh, conservation has reduced, uh, you know, the requirements, and uh, you know, from the agricultural side, which I know pretty well here in the county, I know that those farmers are doing a, a really good job with drip irrigation and all sorts of other technology to be as you know good with their water as they can be. Um, but we also just still need more because the area continues to grow. There's more people. And I know that the desalination plant was a uh, big contributor to maybe a quarter of our water supply. Is that true? I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not sure, quite sure that it's a quarter um, of our water supply. I, I know that we, County Water Authority, are under a contract for, for, for taking so much of the water. I, I don't know if it's actual uh, 25%. I think it it, it may be a, a bit lower than that. Um, okay. You know, it could it could be if you look at certain uh, forecasts, it, it it could be as high as that. Um, you know, uh, on some years, uh, but but I I don't believe it's been that high. But but certainly the desalinization plant has been very helpful, um, and and really is a benefit to our region. Um, yeah, and and I do I, I do think that that. Um, um, County Water Authority has um, has recently um, acknowledged the importance of agriculture in our region by having uh, uh, rates that are specifically for agriculture, and I think that's that's uh, a very good step. Um, we we have to acknowledge the fact that that I mean, first, ag is really important uh, in San Diego, and it's a big part of our our economy. Uh, but that also, you know, the water rates um, uh, they continue to go up, and they they have huge uh, pressures on these agricultural businesses, and, and we need to make sure that we're doing everything we can to protect that. Yeah, water is very for agriculture here in the county, as opposed to even our neighbors to the east in the Imperial County, where it's inexpensive still, water rates and access situation. But yeah, our agriculture in the county is, I'm looking at a report from the uh, um, from the Farm Bureau, like $2.7 billion and 16,000 jobs, uh, 19th largest farm economy in uh, 3,000 counties in the U.S. Uh, we're, we're 
very important when it comes to that, not only because we like to eat three times a day, but <laughs> there's also <laughs> other other crops that we produce here. So do you do you feel optimistic um, from your perspective as a San Diego County Water Authority board member that we'll be able to continue to sustain our our level of successful agriculture in the county going forward, uh, even as population demands um, may threaten that? Or I know, do. I do. Or environmental issues, or all of the above. <laughs> I, I do feel that we'll be able to sustain it. Um, you know, we've been working closely with agricultural uh, businesses and, and associations, and and we'll continue to do that because it is really important to our our, our region, and um, we want we want to do everything to sustain it. And I do think that we'll be able to. Uh, we just need to. Uh, make sure that we're we're using water as smartly as possible. That we're planning for the future, uh, and uh, and that we're we're aware of the affordability uh, and reliability of our water supply uh, going forward. Yeah. So I wonder, as a board member, uh, and, and you know what? Let me ask you first, um, just for our listening audience, just do a quick snapshot of the San Diego County Water Authority. What? What is that entity? Uh, it's an important one in Southern California, and not maybe not everybody understands what it is. Yeah, so San Diego County Water Authority uh, is the wholesale uh, purveyor for for all of San Diego County, uh, and so for the most part, um, the the all of the member agencies are water districts throughout uh, San Diego County, um, and we belong to County Water Authority, and we um, purchase our water. Um, you know, like I said, with San Diego Water District, which is the water district that I sit on the board of directors for, um, I represent San Diego Water District on the board of directors for County Water Authority. Uh, and we're a small water agency, uh, but we, again, some, some years we're purchasing up to 20, uh, 50% of our water from County Water Authority. And County Water Authority is getting their water from Metropolitan Water District, which may be getting uh, its water from uh, from the state water project uh, or from the Colorado River. Um, um, County Water Authority all, also has a contract with, uh, for water uh, that, that um, comes in through uh, from, County, uh, from Colorado River uh, through Imperial Valley and then through MWD's uh, pipeline and then into uh, San Diego region. Um, so San Diego County Water Authority is the big multi-billion dollar agency uh, that is uh, the, the kind of a wholesale a water agency that uh, is is uh, is selling uh, the retail agencies, the water districts, uh, water for our customers. Yeah, and it's a it's a big one. I, I see that it's a it sustains a two hundred and forty five billion dollar regional economy and quality of life for three point three million residents. So that's a that's a big gorilla. I, I just quoted that agriculture in the county was worth about $2.7 billion, so that gets dwarfed by the $245 billion overall economy. But, again, it's, it's a really important $2.7 billion because it feeds us, <laughs> so, yeah. um, and, and all the jobs and, and so forth that it supports. You know, it's interesting, um, you know, a lot of Southern Californians don't realize that so much of our water comes from like you said, the State Water Project or the Colorado River or even this um, um, agreement with the Imperial Valley. That's, that's why we are always hoping that it snows in the Sierra Nevada so that we <laughs> will have water coming out of our taps. Is that, that kind of the way that works? 
that that's uh, that's sort of how it works. Uh, I, you know, down in San Diego region, uh, we don't get as much of the state water project. We probably get more Colorado water, uh, river water than than state water projects. But but uh, for the most part, that's true. You know, um, the the snowpack that's created in the winter thaws in the uh, thaws out in the spring, and and the water is coming down and 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 you know and fills up our reservoirs in the summertime. So yeah, a healthy winter. Uh, with snow in the north and rain uh, is is very good for uh, for our water supplies going forward. Yeah. So you know, the the water authority has a very unique relationship with the Imperiali farmers. Can can you tell us about that a bit, and maybe what's going on currently, or any challenges in in that respect? Say that. Sorry, uh, I'm on the cell phone and I didn't hear the full question. Oh, I was saying that um, uh, the Water Authority has a unique relationship with the Imperial Valley Irrigation District, uh, uh, you know, the farms uh, to the east of us uh, right, for some right. of our water supply. And I know that that took uh, decades of negotiating to get to. Can you describe that whole agreement and maybe what some of the challenges are and what, what's, what's going on? I mean, if we're getting water from them, what did they have to do in order to give it to us? And how did it affect them? Yeah, I mean that that is a very special relationship between uh not only the farmers in Imperial Valley but also Metropolitan Water District uh because we don't San Diego County Water District uh Water Authority doesn't have a pipeline uh to transport water from Imperial Valley into San Diego so we rely on Metropolitan Water District to move that water. Um and so years ago um we we worked with Imperial Valley uh, and the farmers there to uh, to um, to reline the All American Canal. That All American Canal was was leaking, uh, and there was water being lost. And so um, and so by by relining that canal, there was a lot of water savings. Uh, and that water savings was to the benefit of uh, San Diego County Water Authority and the customers of San Diego County Water Authority who put up the money to reline that that uh, canal. Uh, also, there were other um, efficiencies, um, um, water efficient uh, techniques uh, that that uh, San Diego County Water Authority um, uh, funded for farmers in Imperial Valley, uh, and the savings of water um, would benefit the, again uh, San Diego County Water Authority and the customers. And so that there there are a series of agreements that that um, capture all that how much water uh, is. Um, uh, all that yield for the county, the region of San Diego County. Uh, and then uh, there's an agreement with Metropolitan Water District that they move that water, transport that water for us. Uh, and so it's a very important relationship. Uh, and and there's a discussion now at County Water Authority about what we do in the future because that that agreement with Imperial Valley is, is uh, about um, 15, 20 years before it comes to an end, and the same thing on the MWD side. And so what do we do in the future? Um, do we, are we going to uh, renegotiate that agreement with Imperial Valley, renegotiate that agreement with MWD uh, to move it, or are we going to build our, our own pipeline to transport that water from, uh, from Imperial Valley? Uh, so far, we've been studying building our own pipeline um, to transport that water from Imperial Valley uh, into San Diego County. Um, some of us think that 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 um, 
that it, it may be premature to be looking at a pipeline at this point, and that what we ought to be doing is working with metropolitan water districts to find out what kind of deal we would get uh, to move it on their infrastructure, since they they do have infrastructure and continue to um, to help them improve the infrastructure that they have. But that's a that's a debate that's uh, continuing at County Water Authority, uh, and we'll be continuing to study all of the the options uh, to move that water. But that that's a uh, a critically important relationship. Yeah, and, and it's it's quite complex. And then you add the uncertainty of, of drought and what what happens if it doesn't rain and um, who gets shorted, as it were, if um, in these agreements. Um, do the farmers um, basically get paid to give first preference to the city, or how does that work? Well, those are all good questions. Um... Um, so the, the, the farmers in Imperial Valley have some really strong um, uh, rights to water, and they get a, a, a lot of water from the Colorado River. I'm not sure historically, uh, maybe some of your listeners probably know more uh, about historically why a lot of the farmers in Imperial Valley have such, um, um, such vast rights, water rights in the Colorado River, uh, but they do. And so, um, um, so we... Uh, um, uh, San Diego County Water Authority have, in some ways, stepped into their shoes in terms of rights um, when when we're receiving mm-hmm. water uh, from the Colorado River, uh, and so uh, we're um, in some ways unaffected by um, the the uh, the rainfall, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we are uh, uh, in in the larger picture of uh, the Colorado, uh, and and that going down further and further. Um, but what you're starting, what you see in terms of California and the rainfall and the snowpack uh, may not necessarily also uh, be the same in terms of the Colorado River. Yeah, I, I, I guess uh, those rights are extremely strong. I think it's for something like 4 million acre feet or 4.4 million acre feet. Um, and that's all well and good as long as um, the reservoir intake uh, is above the waterline, <laughs> or I mean, below the waterline. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that that's what uh, with. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's what you're starting to see with um, the Colorado now is, is um, you know, um, the uh, work at making sure that that uh, that it doesn't draw down too much. Right, uh, and so and that that is sort of responsibility of the federal government, and there are multiple states and multiple parties. Uh, U.S. states and, and Mexican states that um, that are at the table that have um, responsibilities in that way. Yeah, that that gets really complex. Yeah, so so I I know that our um, our residents do a pretty good job. I um, I know there's a a chart that was published recently about how much water per person per day various communities within the county use and if I'm not mistaken, um, you know, San Dieguito Water District did a pretty good job. We're kind of in the middle of the road there. Do you do you feel like we can do better and, and um, you know, at, at some point our residents are going to have to meet the governor's mandate, uh, the previous governor's uh, mandate for 55 gallons per person per day. Um, do, do you feel optimistic that um, residents are going to step up to the challenge and continue to reduce their water use and, and also our agriculture. I, I don't know that they have a specific mandate like the residents do, but um, 
give us your perspective on reducing our local use in order to make this balance. Yeah, so I mean, if the if the past is any predictor of the future, I I would say that we um, we can accomplish uh, uh, more in terms of conservation. Um, I think that uh, when we look at um, what we've done in the past to bring down consumption, you know, we've done a, a a very good job. Residents have done a very good job when called upon to conserve, uh, and they they uh, have conserved a lot uh, in San Diego Water District. And so, uh, and the, uh, I'm not as familiar with uh, the Levenheim Municipal Water District numbers. Um, but I do think that they also had some strong um, conservation savings uh, that, they, that they could show. Um, but, you know, we could always do better, um, especially going uh, the eastern portion of the city where I live. Uh, there are still lots of folks that have, um, um, have lots of uh, big green lawns. And so uh, there are uh, many um, new innovative ways uh, to watering your plants and, and different types of uh, gardens that, that we demonstrate at the San Diego Water District that are really nice, uh, can help you save a, a lot of water. And so uh, we can still do a lot more. And, uh, and we continue in San Diego Water District, we continue to en- uh, engage in, and educate uh, residents um, about the, the benefits of savings, not only you know, in terms of saving money, saving money, but also um, saving the planet, and and uh, and making sure that we're uh, we have water uh, for when we need it. Uh, and so, um, yeah, we could absolutely do more um, in our city. Yeah, we could we could always do more. I I know that some, um, you know, other um, first world countries um, use below fifty five gallons per person per day. Now they may not have as nice of a lifestyle as we do, uh, but um, I, I think we could do better. I know that just from the irrigation industry's perspective, there's all sorts of ways to irrigate even the lawns very efficiently um, or oh, to yeah. have dr- drought-tolerant lawns or, um, you know, xeriscaping, uh, you know, with California natives, drip irrigation. And then, of course, our farms can use technology as well. But at the end of the day, we, we need some water to get things done. And um, we have to secure supplies at the same time as um, balancing our, our consumption. And that, that kind of leads me to maybe a final question. Do you think there's a larger role for desalination since we've got a big pond of water to the west of us that <laughs> is endless if we could get the salt out? Uh, now, we have our big Poseidon plant in Carlsbad um, that contributes to the region, but do you see more of that happening? along California's coast so that the inland areas that don't have access to the, the ocean water might, um, um, you know, that the water that is in the ground or in the mountains gets left to them, or um, that's premature to kind of think think along those lines? Well, I mean, I, I do think it's, it, uh, you know, the governor's office talks about portfolio approach, and I do agree with that, that it's going to be a portfolio approach. And, uh, you know, in some areas it, it may make sense, um, I don't necessarily uh, see it making sense in terms of San Diego. I don't think that we need another plant. Um, um, I don't think I, I think that the 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 desalinization plant there is is sufficient, um, and um, and I don't think that we need another one. Uh, it is a a very large cons- uh, consumer of energy as well, and so we need to you know right. uh, in terms of sustainability. We talked about the fact that I'm. On the community energy um, 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 
Community Choice Energy Program uh, Board, uh, and where we're looking at sustainable energy and 100% renewable energy. So, you know, our communities also don't want to have uh, a situation where where we're um, we're, um, we're 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 consuming so much energy for for something like that. Uh, but I also don't think that we need it. When we look at potable reuse, I, I think that that really does provide a brand new source of supply of water and uh, and a very large supply of water for our region. Uh, and yeah. then what you see in terms of conservation uh, and what you see in terms of some groundwater uh, and the Colorado uh, River water, um, I think that that's enough to get us where we need to be. Um, and, and and perhaps there, there's, a, there's still a, a bit of gap um, that can be closed. Uh, and I think that we close that with conservation and we close that with local uh, uh, water projects that we can uh, put in place that make sense for the region. Um, but sure. I, I'm not sure that a, a, a desal works. Um, and now that, that may work for a different part of the state. That uh, It may make more sense. Um, right, right. Maybe kind of up that. further north, uh, Huntington Beach, Santa Barbara, those areas that aren't connected um, to the other pipelines. That probably makes more sense. So, Right. Well, right, right, well right, right. This, this is all fascinating. You know, water, we, we can't live without it. It's the most important thing. Um, if I had a choice in my home, I'd rather have the, the faucets work than the light switches. Uh, but um, <laughs> with, the, with about the one minute that we have remaining, is there anything you'd like to add? Well, I'm very happy to be uh, on their show tonight. Thank you so much. Um, I don't think um, folks think about water enough. Like you said, it's so critically important. I don't know if it's as important as well. It is important. As uh, I was going to say, is it important as power? It is. It is critically important. Uh, both are very important. Um, and and so just uh, very happy to be engaged. Uh, there's so much going on right now in water area. Uh, what what are we going to do in the future? Um, how does Metropolitan Water District uh, factor into all of that? Uh, there are lots of changes up at MWD happening. Uh, San Diego County Water Authority holds 17% of the, the vote up at MWD. Uh, and so we are certainly engaged in what's happening up uh, at MWD uh, and will be in the future because that, that really holds our future as well uh, and how we're going to work together with all of Southern California. So thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you for joining us. And to the residents of Encinitas, you're, you're in good hands with Joe watching out for our water. Um, I appreciate you uh, joining us, and this will be on uh, iTunes um, in a few days if you wanted to re-listen or send it to a friend. So Water Zone Ag Podcast is available on iTunes. And with that, I'll wish you a good evening, Joe, and hand it back off to you, um, Rob. Thank you. Thank you, and thanks, thanks, uh, Joe, for being on the show. We do appreciate it. And to our listeners uh, all across the country and the world, I want to wish everybody uh, uh, be safe with COVID, and most important, Help keep our planet blue. All right? We'll talk to you next week. Everybody have a good weekend. Bye-bye. KCAA Loma Linda.